0: Hey, this is Sarah Nadecheny from Pokemon, and I'm hanging out here with Elias from the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy! Boo! Yo, did did it! A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias.
1: Sarah, welcome to the cave.
0: Hello, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me.
1: How are you? What's new with you?
0: Oh, not too much, you know. Uh, doing a little shopping. I have a lot of holiday parties this year, which is very nice. <laughs> there but um, I, need out- I need outfits. So <laughs> I'm hitting all the vintage stores and trying to put them together.
1: There you go. So uh, you've been busy, you huh, the last few years. You've voiced the uh, Ash on Pokemon, anime, and films. You've also done a lot of voiceover for video games, and we'll talk about that. But I want to listen to get sure. to know a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from?
0: I'm originally from New York, from Forest Hills, Queens, and I went to Brooklyn Tech for high school. And yeah, never left New York, born and raised.
1: Oh, so you're still there?
0: Yep. Uh. Yeah, I split time between New York and LA now, but New York is my it's my home.
1: Yeah. It's you me. know,
0: it's, it's a part of me.
1: Yeah. So you enjoy the cold weather?
0: Not so much. No. no. But uh, you know, there's I, I enjoy the indoors just fine and uh i i I like to bundle up and go outside that's fine yeah
1: so growing up in uh queens uh, how was it
0: you know pretty normal pretty normal life i lived by the subway so i wasn't it wasn't it's not like suburban queens okay i had access to the city my mom was a broadway violinist um she still works so i i was in the city a lot i always had like this love for the city um it was pretty average. You know, I didn't have one of those little tykes cars, that red and yellow car. And that's, that's something I lament often. <laughs> but otherwise, it was pretty normal.
1: Yeah. yeah. What were you into as a kid growing up?
0: What was I into?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Pokemon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, apart from Pokemon, uh, not much. My parents were very much, um, they wanted me to be doing something pretty much at all times. I had, kind of, I, like, had schedules. So I was reading a lot, I was playing piano a lot, um, and I hated playing piano. I was doing gymnastics, they put me in gymnastics when I was like four years old, and I did that until I was 13, so every day after school I was in the gym for four hours at least. And, uh, and that was almost every day uh, later in my, you know, gymnastics career, it was every day. So that's kind of what I was into. I know, I, I cut the hair off a Barbie one.
1: <laughs> so I read online that you uh, participated in the Junior Olympics for uh. Gymnastics, yeah. How
0: I did. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I worked very, very hard, and um, I got into Junior Olympics. Our region, Region Four, I remember all this. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, was the was the first place champion? So our region in America was the best. Was the best region? Yeah. Um, and I competed in four elements. I want to say, and I won a bronze medal in rope. And uh, that was that was the moment I told my mom, I'm done. Thank you very much. I ha- here's your medal. Goodbye. <laughs> I'd placed before, but like Junior Olympics was the was the ultimate thing you could do unless you really continued and became an Olympian, you yeah. know, which I was not going to do.
1: So. Yeah. What what made you decide you just wanted to stop? You just weren't into it as, or did your parents like try to push you more into it?
0: Oh, yeah. No, they pushed me to do it for sure. And I I don't I don't blame them. I I would probably do the same thing to my kid if I had one. Um, It's amazing discipline. It's kept me in shape. I think the exercise that I did then has kept me in shape to this day. I don't really exercise and I and I, you know, I don't really look like I need to. Everybody needs to. But yeah, Somehow my body just like, and, and I can still do splits. I can still do backbends. I can still do a lot of this stuff. So it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. And it taught me discipline and time management and, you know, going for it even if you're not very good, I wasn't naturally that flexible and they kept pushing me and saying, you're doing this, you hmm. can do it. I moved really well. I was elegant, you know, I looked good. So they wanted me to do it. And I, I you know, I, I guess I, I did well in the end. I did well. Hmm. So how did you
1: like end up in the, in the acting world then? What pushed you towards that? Uh,
0: after I quit gymnastics, my mom and dad were like, you're not sitting around. You're not going to become obsessed with video games. That's not our child. So uh, they kind of scrambled and tried to figure out what I might enjoy and what I might be good at. And they settled on acting school. And I was like, yes, absolutely. I absolutely want to do that. Um, I'd always been obsessed with movies and cartoons. I, I wanted to watch TV more than anything. I yeah. wanted to watch TV. I wanted to see plays. I loved it. My mom was on Broadway. I was obsessed with it. So they were like, okay, we'll put you in acting school. And I turned out to love it and, you know, be good at it objectively. And what were some uh, of your that's fa- what was, I decided I wanted to do. What were,
1: your, what were some of your favorite TV shows and movies growing up?
0: Oh, dear. Um well, in, as as a high school student, Six Feet Under was the best show. I think I I think it's probably my favorite show to this day. Um, what else? Uh, animation-wise, Daria was my favorite, like adult animation. Growing up as a kid, I snuck a lot of TV. I snuck Doug, Rugrats, that whole block, Nickelodeon, you know, like at 7 p.m. I would watch all that. I was watching, I was watching all that and Keenan and Kel. I loved the sketch stuff. I loved SNL. I loved um, David Letterman. I was, I I was a very late night kid and I still am. Um, We have a late night family. Um, So I was, I was up watching David Letterman like most of my childhood. Hmm.
1: To this day, I think Letterman is still the king of late night.
0: Sorry, my cat just my cat just took my earbud out of my ear. What did you say?
1: <laughs> I said, Stop. to this day, I still Stop think it. that Letterman was the best out of everybody in late-night television.
0: I agree. The best. I miss him so much.
1: So uh, you also did a little bit of a UCB. Uh, tell us about that and performing, yeah, in performing so, on there.
0: I was auditioning a bunch, and um, I would run into the, some of the same people. And when I was like 16 years old... I met this guy, Cody. I haven't talked to him in years, actually. And he's like, you're funny. You should go do improv. <laughs> I was like, okay. And that was just at an age where I was just, I, I was so great. I was just saying yes to everything. I'm like, yeah. let's do it. Great. Awesome. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if, I, I, I run into like some of the heads of ECB actually now. I just worked with uh, Matt Walsh and i I told him like, oh man, I'm, I, I regret having started so young because I basically had like my college experience at UCB and I cringe when I think about how probably not funny I was and just how uh, I was just probably very cringy. That's is, is the new word you can use for that. Um, and I, I was like hanging out underage at the bar and I wasn't really drinking, but I was just trying so hard to be funny and to like be in with the cool kids and, yeah. I feel like I kind of failed at that. I don't know. Uh, I, I wish I had gone into it a little bit later. I still think about like going back to class now and wondering what that would do to my uh, mental health. I'm not sure that would be very good for me, but it's so, something I think about.
1: So how did you, so how did you like get into the whole Pokemon uh, business? Like how did you fall into that? Because I read online also that you were you were very young when you got there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just out of high school. Wow. Um, well I was auditioning. I had agents I had a manager and they sent me out on this one great audition out of many, but this one, I, it was just one that I happened to book. Mm-hmm. I literally, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have an in. I just, I just happened to get it. It was so,
1: great. So when you, when you got the part of Ash, how, like, were you a huge Pokemon fan you said growing up also?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, now that I meet huge Pokemon fans, I don't want to offend them and call myself a huge Pokemon yeah. fan. But I was definitely I was watching the show every Saturday. Yeah. yeah.
1: So how excited
0: I had, I had a deck of cards, but my parents yeah. weren't like buying buying me yeah. everything. I didn't have plushies. I didn't have the video games for sure. So so,
1: so at you s- were you, how old were you? Said sixteen or seventeen when you got the part?
0: No, I got the part. I was eighteen or 18.
1: nineteen. Okay. So how exciting was yeah. that when you got the part?
0: Phenomenally exciting. It was great. Wow. It was the biggest thing I've gotten. I think that's the biggest thing I've gotten since that's like it's, I mean, it's, the, it's one of the biggest things you could get It's like one of the biggest shows in the world. Do
1: you, do you remember your audition? that
0: would be cool. Do I remember the audition? Yeah. Um, yes, I do. Uh, it was. <laughs> it felt like the worst audition of my life, actually, because I didn't realize that it was a dub. I didn't know what that was. I didn't realize cartoons could even be made that way. So uh, they taught me how to dub at my audition. Oh, wow. I didn't understand how you could possibly look at a screen and look at the page at the same time. I didn't understand why I wasn't getting the script ahead of time. Um, yeah, it was a very new ex- – it's a very strange experience auditioning for dubs. It's different mm-hmm. from so, anything else.
1: So so when you got the role. How did you prepare for it? Like, What kind of research did you do?
0: Well, luckily I, I knew, I knew what it was. And I say luckily because I, the audition was on a Monday and I did not turn the page of my calendar until that morning. And I kind of forgot that I had the audition. (laughs) Oh, I haven't done that since. I've been very, very careful. I learned my lesson. (laughs) Um, But uh, that morning I I turned the page and my heart sank and I ran to my friend's house and I'm like, I got to sound like this person. I have to I have to be Ash Ketchum. Let's let's become let's become Ash Ketchum. Yes. And she told me that I sounded nothing like like the character and that I would not be booking the role that day. And um, I I was sad because I trusted her. And then I went in and auditioned and they taught me how to talk at my audition. And I didn't really see that at the time as a positive thing. Like usually if they, if they ask you to do it again, if they start working with you, if they start teaching you how to do your job at your audition, that's actually a very good sign. That means that they, that they like you enough to, to want to find, find out more about you, like how you work and if you're cool and whatever, but also that you do sound like this person that you may be somebody they want to hire and that and, and let's see what she can do with a little bit of direction, you know.
1: Hmm.
0: I didn't see it that way. I left the audition crying. I'm like, I didn't know what I was doing. They hate me. Cool. Oh jeez. But, you know.
1: How many we da- all know how, that how ended many up. how many days after t- till you got the phone call?
0: That I don't remember. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, I there must have been a few callbacks. Oh. I don't remember okay. how what happened after that. The my biggest memory is like is that as the audition and then walking out and feeling horrible about it. Oh wow. So the, and then, like getting it, that's not something I remember that well at all.
1: Yeah. So the anime series has been going on for what twenty-two seasons in the U.S. Like, can you believe it? It's been going yeah. on that long. And how many more years do you see it going? Forever. Yeah. Are you, <laughs> are, you, are, you, so. are, you are you hoping forever? Or you think it's going to be forever? Uh, both. Yeah.
0: Both. I I don't see I don't see a reason for it to end. Okay. I don't really, I don't really see, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a show that was designed for longevity.
1: So when you're doing the voiceover and you're doing the different scenes, is there like certain scenes you find more difficult to record than others?
0: Mm, Not really. If, if uh, I, the, when I do battles. If it's like all that, ba- if I, if, if I look at an episode and it's all battle, I'm like, okay, thank you. Can't win. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're yelling a lot. You're yeah. just kind of yelling a lot. Um, but otherwise no, mm. no, I don't think I, across all voiceover, all my voiceover jobs. I don't feel like there's anything harder than anything. Else. As long as you like place your character in, in a comfortable place yeah. uh, in your voice, I think you're fine. Hmm. But if you do a character that hurts, I mean, A, yeah. don't design it that way, and B, don't design it that way. Just don't do it. Yeah.
1: Now, you've done other voices for Pokemon. Which ones mm-hmm. have like been your other favorite ones that you've done?
0: Buneary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why is
0: is my favorite Pokemon. What? Oh, my God. Buneary is so cute. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Buneary the cutest. Yeah. So, so cute. I love doing Buneary. Um do yeah you, that's it probably so you get uh, to, and, and ash's mom is fun
1: yeah so like would you? she's
0: so different and i get to do scenes with
1: myself would you yeah so how do you do that exactly when you're doing like scenes with like the same when you're doing when you voice the same like a few different characters in one scene yeah how do
0: you I, how, we we record one character at a time okay. so i go down the line with ash and then i go down the line with delia gotcha
1: gotcha now um I got to ask, do you play Pokemon Go? Did you get addicted to the game when it came out with the cell phone and everything?
0: Maybe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you still play it? Yeah, like I, I, know, I,
1: I know people that still play it. They'll put their kids in the car um, and they travel everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I still walk around with it. Not not every time. My So my iPhone 10 broke, and then I was back on my 6S because I didn't want to buy another iPhone. And, um... It wouldn't work on that success because there, It was a very broken success, <laughs> and I walked around like that for like a year, um, and then I finally got a new phone, and I have it on that phone. But since because since I'm not so, oh, one second, I'm sorry. Decline, um, since I'm not. Uh, as obsessed with it I yeah. feel like uh and I, I'm taking more calls as I walk now that's that's become more of my obsession <laughs> um just catch up with friends and talk to friends that's, that's yeah. kind of what I've been doing more so I... but sometimes if I'm not talking to anybody I might be playing Pokemon Go yeah
1: there you go do you uh do you have a favorite episode that you uh that you recorded that you enjoy
0: yes um there's an episode in xy or XYZ, episode nineteen twenty eight. I remember that because it's my grandma's birth year. Um, where Ash is in a cave and he he rescues a bunch of Pokemon from the snow and he rescues one from a tree and he gets into a fight with Serena. So much happened in that episode and it was so emotional and just, a total roller coaster. And I love that episode. It's mm-hmm. My favorite one.
1: Now have you have you gone the have you done the comic cons to meet the fans for Pokemon?
0: I've done the comic cons. I've done the meet the fans.
1: Yeah. How's that?
0: Pretty great. It's yeah. very fun. Um, it, yeah, it's, it, it, sometimes it's awkward and sometimes it's, you never really know what you're going to get. Cause like a parent will come up to you with it, with your child Yeah. and they'll be like, this is, this is the voice of Ash Ketchum," And some kids are like, prove it. And they make me do the voice. And then they're like, Nah, it's like, it's like standing, it's like a little Simon Cowell in front of you (laughs) being like, nah, not so good. Uh, Next, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But sometimes kids are really excited and oftentimes they like try to contain their excitement and then they walk away from me and then they kind of explode. (laughs) It's (laughs) funny. But
1: but it must be fun. Um, It must be fun meaning the little kids that are really into it.
0: Oh, so fun. It's so fun. I, 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 yeah, I, I didn't really do much of it in the beginning um and now that i've started doing more of it i i started recognizing what kind of a power i have to just just by existing make somebody so happy that's really the best part of the job
1: yeah.
0: it's having that
1: so i I, uh, I also heard you uh you do some impressions
0: i do some impressions
1: yeah. which uh, which ones are your favorites
0: oh god um Oh dear, uh, I don't really do much of them, honestly. No. I don't know if I would put this in. <laughs> yeah, I don't really do much of it. I did, uh, uh, I did. Well, who did I do on my character? Really, it was Natalie Portman. This was like six, six years ago or something.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
0: I do. I do Minnie Mouse. I do a good Minnie Mouse. Oh yeah. But they were they just they just recast it.
1: Mm,
0: I didn't get it. Uh, I would cut this whole portion out. <laughs> Let's not talk about it.
1: Let's not talk uh, about. It. So if that's okay. <laughs> so, how did you get involved with the video game voiceover?
0: Uh, the same way. Uh, the director and the producers who worked at our studio also produce other stuff, and uh, they would just call me in for auditions, and I would book
1: them. Yeah. What's the difference between voicing video games and voicing like anime and films?
0: Yeah. Um, video games are typically a bit more strenuous and in video games i have not done a video game where i'm actually talking to another person in the room oh, wow! so it's just it's just a list of your lines and you go through them three two different ways three different ways you just go boom 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 and then you do reacts like grunts like oh, 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 yeah. die wow. you know the whole thing uh and then you take a break and then you do more
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you could have like 400 cues in a day
1: oh wow yeah so what do you uh, so what do you enjoy more like what do you do you like auditioning in front of people or do you like doing the self-tape
0: sure oh that's a good question um i prefer i prefer going in because when you go in it's over very very quickly when i do it at home i pour over it i'm like listening for every little thing and I'll like retake a little section of it and I honestly I don't think I do as well with the with the home records because I'm such a perfectionist and like everything kind of needs to be done. I'm work I'm working on it. This is a hard thing to get over when you're when you're a perfectionist. Um, in, in the room they can direct you. Yeah. They they can tell you what they want or they can tell at least like when when a lot of the a lot of the auditions happen at the agency. So it's someone who knows you, like mm-hmm. the guy who records me, he knows me and he knows everybody and he knows what everybody's doing. And he kind of, he, I, he knows the client. I'm sure oftentimes the client doesn't know what they want, but yeah, he knows how it should sound. So he can direct you to sound as, you know, to, to give a safe, good audition. Hmm. Um, when I do it at home, I, I do my own, re- well, I do my own research regardless where, where I do the audition, but I do my own research and I'm like, okay, I want to give them something totally out of the box, something that's just like all me. And I want to give them something that's like part me and also what they probably want. And then I just want to give them the standard read of like what I expect them to
1: want. Yeah. Hmm, that's yeah. So what's, uh, yeah. What's, the, what's next for you? What's uh insight for 2020?
0: Oh, a bunch of things. Um I can't really talk about them because none of them have been released yet. But a bunch of things are getting released in 2020 that I'm very excited about.
1: Yeah. Is there any other? Uh, you know. Any mm-hmm. other projects you can give us a tease about?
0: Uh, well, the new Pokemon movie is going to come out eventually. Mm. I don't know when exactly. There's no release date, but it's the, it's the CGI remake of the first movie, so it's going to be pretty cool. Oh wow! Wow. hmm So, yeah.
1: uh, what's uh, do you have a bucket list for 2020, or that you want to accomplish? That- oh.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to say so much because I'm a little bit superstitious about talking about things that haven't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. I did meet a sloth the other day at the Staten Island Zoo, and I got to pet the sloth. His name is Duncan, and Duncan changed my life. I have never felt joy quite like that, <laughs> except the time I beat my little cousin at Monopoly. He's very, very good at Monopoly, and I beat him. And oh, wow. That that brought me great.
1: <laughs> great joy
0: but the sloth thing that was really epic
1: so uh what's a what's a fun fact about you that you want the listeners to know that they don't know that, that they don't know about you Ooh, fun fact
0: i can give you a boring fact i love classical music is that is that is that fun If <laughs> yeah, it's fun for you
1: that's it's fun for you right
0: it's fun for me i like to compare different <laughs> yeah. interpretations of the same piece of music
1: yeah that's kind of what i do to relax <laughs> So uh, lastly, how can the listeners find you on social media?
0: Literally just search my name. I'm, in all, I'm on all social media. I'm mostly active on Instagram because I like the pictures and the videos. Um, yeah, Sarah Natacheni. search me i'm active i talk to people i respond to comments it's fun that's awesome i probably spend too much time on it but no that's that's a bit of a resolution spend a little bit less
1: time on social media (laughs) sarah thank you for coming on this was fun
0: yeah so fun thank you so much That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a
1: wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast.
0: I finally get my man cave. You
1: can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC podcast.
0: And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time.